Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 108. This week on the episode, I talk with Adam and Matt from the band Lake Mosaic. Um, Their debut album, Perseverance, just dropped a little over three weeks ago now. Um, That's kind of on me for not getting this episode up sooner, but... Uh, yeah, had a great time talking with the guys um, about all kinds of stuff, including the formation and kind of their vision for everything, um, how COVID affected the album writing process and things like that. Um, and yeah, just really kind of all the who is Lake Mosaic stuff that you guys need to know. Um, this is a band that maybe isn't on your radar yet, but I'm telling you right now, they're getting ready to make some pretty big strides. There's a lot of potential in this band, and I think you definitely need to start checking them out now um, and just watch the growth and and evolution because there's a ton of potential here. Um, Huge shout-out to Matt and Adam both for taking the time um, to do this interview, both of them being available at the same time, all of that sort of stuff. It's always cool to have multiple members of a band um, for a conversation. So, um, yeah, let's just dive into it. Um, This conversation, again, happened, you know, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I guess, and uh, their album Perseverance just dropped on February 11th. But for now, let's just dive into my conversation with Adam and Matt from Lake Mosaic. Awesome. So, uh, to kick things off, I do start off with the same boring-ass question every time, and that's a simple introduction. Who are you, what do you do in the band, and just a little background on yourself. Yeah, so I'm Adam. I play lead guitar in the band. Um, a little background, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, I moved down to Virginia for a little while and uh, moved back, I guess, four or five years ago uh, for my day job. And, um, you know, been in bands most of my life. Um, and this project kind of kicked off, um, more recently, like kind of at the start of the pandemic actually. So, um, I'll let Matt introduce himself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my name is Matt. I'm the vocalist in, uh, Lake Mosaic. Um, also grew up in Indiana, like we talked about, but, uh, moved to, to Chelsea, Michigan, a little west of ann arbor uh probably like 15 years ago or so right before high school um yeah also been in band since middle middle school basically so sweet um so obviously you know covid is kind of fucked everybody over the last two years uh but you guys kind of you know like you just said came together during that time and were like hey you know here's kind of our idea for our project Talk a little bit about what it's like, you know, especially obviously starting a band at any point, but starting a band when the music industry was basically non-existent for live music or any sort of real promotion. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, at the start of the pandemic, I had a lot of time on my hands. Not gonna lie. So, 
I feel like that that honestly uh, helped with the songwriting aspect of it. Um, you know, I was just uh, writing a ton of different demos, and they they kind of all had a similar sound to them, and um, you know, collaborated with our original vocalist a little bit first, and she uh, actually had some health issues where she couldn't be in the band. Um, and then we kind of got the rest of the instrumental lineup, and Matt came in late in the game, and like just really took it up to the next level um, with his uh, vocal writing. So um, as, as for the pandemic, I mean, I personally think, um, like I said, it was kind of a good thing for the songwriting aspect. And we kind of honed in on that um, without having to worry quite yet about the live performance <laughs> aspect. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Um, we, we played our first show in uh, this past October. And ever since then, we've been, you know, going steady and strong and um, playing shows around here. So, awesome. Uh, for you guys, when it comes to you know writing and things like that, obviously, you're new to it in this band iteration. I guess. Kind of what that process look like? Is it like super collaborative, or is it kind of you each individually come out with, hey, I've got you know this hook or whatever and then try to build off that or what's that kind of look like? So uh, with this, uh, this album, Perseverance, um, it, it was a little bit weird because Matt came in late in the game. So we pretty much had all of the uh, instrumental demos and he came in and wrote the, the vocals on top of that. Um, there definitely was a, uh, some instru instrumental like collaboration between you know me and the drummer and the other guitarists uh anthony or anthony and evan and um you know i, I think going forward it's going to be much more collaborative the stuff we've written since then it's like we continue to grow and you know learn about each other as musicians and um you know a lot more collaborating uh, in the future for sure um if matt wants to chime in on that yeah yeah, I think Adam made a good point. Um, <clears throat> for for the stuff we're releasing now, it, you know, like my first audition for the band basically was like a demo of uh, what's left of me. Um, so it really was like they literally sent my got got a hold of Adam on Craigslist, and <laughs> he sent me like twelve demos, and I was like, okay, and I just started scrolling through, saw that one, went for it, um, and then definitely we did have some collaboration with. Um, like tweaking the vocals here and there, uh, a little bit of production and stuff like that. That was really cool. Um, but like Adam said, we we did a little demo writing session at New Year's actually uh, for some new ideas. And um, it was a pretty even effort, I think, between he, uh, Adam, Evan, our other guitar player and myself for kind of throwing ideas in and um, moving forward i think yeah it'll be more of a, a team effort for sure awesome definitely uh, um so kind of for people that aren't you know familiar with you guys yet because again in the grand scheme of things you're <clears throat> relatively new and young in in the music side uh for this iteration of a band what's kind of your your vision and aspirations with it obviously everybody wants to make millions of dollars but like what's the kind of the driving force behind the the band and the project Um, so the driving force, uh, I was, 
I, I know Matt and I have kind of shared a similar thought where, um, you know, kind of before this project, we were both at kind of a point where we're like, you know, I don't know if I want to do the band thing anymore. Uh, we've done this quite a bit. It's hard to find, you know, other people that you really gel with. And, right. um, <clears throat> and I, I think we were just so lucky to, uh, you know, find the group that we have and, um, you know, to all share a similar vision and similar taste. And, um, you know, really, we just want to go out there and, you know, put on a good show for people, put out great music um, that people enjoy and relate to them. So, um, yeah, that's my thought on that. Yeah, it's uh, for me, at least um, Adam hit it pretty, pretty much on the head. But uh, I spent like 10 years like I was in a pop punk band the last time pop punk was big. <laughs> <laughs> and then since then it's been like i can't find people that are serious about this and um i was in a couple other things but we always had like one person that wouldn't commit like a drummer or something like that yep. and uh, those are hard enough to find around here anyway oh, <laughs> and uh this was literally for me like when i'm on craigslist like i don't if this doesn't work i'm done like i'm selling all my stuff maybe i'll record people i don't know i don't know what what else to do anymore and um that you know like adam said we got super lucky with the people we have everybody's that's in the band is pretty you know serious about what their their portion of it is and um the only difference now is half of us have you know clear career paths where it's like for us to do this like you said to make millions of dollars we actually need to make some money to to quit our job but uh at this point i think we're, we're just trying to do the best we can uh with a local scene and and just make stuff that's actually good you know if, to the best of our ability yeah for sure and i think you know one of the we all laughed when you said it drummers are by far the yeah. hardest people to find <laughs> and because like when they get into a project like they're locked into that project they don't it's almost impossible for a drummer to be in multiple bands it feels like um yep. you know singers guitarists you can bounce around a little bit but a drummer gets locked down and then they're just like, cool, this is where I'm living and it's what it is. Yeah. They're just few and far between. I think logistically as well, nobody wants a drum kit to lug around and be super loud in their house. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I know like when I was younger, so I'm 36 when I was like in college and whatnot, like same trouble, even, even then, you know, and we're talking 15 years ago at that, at this point, like, Finding a drummer was next to impossible. Yep. So for you guys, um, diving into kind of your soundscape, you know, your Hope told me easy core, which on the surface level, sure. Uh, but what would you guys <laughs> say? Because I'm a, I'm a big believer that most music genres don't fucking matter or exist anymore because everybody crosses so much. But yep. what would you guys say for someone that's maybe, you know, wanting to test your sound or, or whatever, like, how would you compare yourself? Where would you say your soundscape really lives? That's a tough one, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could name bands, I guess. That's one way. But a lot of people, like, if I, if you're talking to somebody, like, random on the street, um, we have a different answer than if it's somebody who knows what's up, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so like a lot of the time for random people, like coworkers or whatever, I, I work in construction. So most of my coworkers are like in their forties, but um, 
it'll be the whole like we're like Blink One Eight Two, but like have your I don't know like metal Blink One Eight Two or whatever, or um, people who are also in bands. We might point them in the direction of like Chunk No Captain Chunk or uh, Belmont or something like that. You know, like yeah. definitely punk, but also metal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Well, we've gotten uh, Silverstein quite a bit that too. too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I the American, uh, the American Shane. Apparently, yeah. hey, you know, take it. That's a, a I will take it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, um, you know, you mentioned that you know you guys all have have day jobs and kind of. It seems like in the times that we're in now with the digital age, obviously, it's so easy for people to get their music out there and kind of not fully commit. You know, like you said earlier, Adam is trying to find the people that are like, yes, we want to do this. What's it like going through that? Because I, I think a lot of people that maybe are in bands now are like, oh, you, you know, these are my boys. We're always going to be together. We're going to, you know, push through no matter what. And that's just not how life works. So give them kind of that real life heartbreak. You know, what's what's that feeling like when you're like, OK, we're ready to take that next step. And then somebody's like, mm, "Not me. I'm I'm gonna bounce." Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a bummer. Like I, uh, you know, I, I also record and produce our stuff, and um, I had a project right before this one um, where I pretty much had a album like ready to go, and uh, you know, it'd be like we had one drummer and you know, he wasn't, wasn't quite in, we'd find another drummer, but he's moving in three months. <laughs> and then we had a vocalist who lives in Chicago. So like the reality was we're not going to be able to play shows very easily. So, right. um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's pretty difficult. I'd say from my experience, um, you know, and, and having worked hard on that music as well, just being like, well, you know, maybe it's not this project, it's the next project. And, you know, having the, I guess, the courage to set it aside and move on to something different. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I mean, obviously, you've been in similar situations. Yeah, like, like I said before, when I was on Craigslist to actually find a drummer for another band I'm in to, which is how I got hooked up with, uh, with Adam. And um, same thing. It's like, I'm in this band for three years, solid. And the other guitar player is like one of my best friends. He and I are set on this. We're ready to do it. Uh, we wrote like 30 songs. We got a whole backlog of stuff. I'm producing everything for us. Um, and, you know, we can't get a drummer. Then we get a bass player and a vocalist. The vocalist moves to Brazil for school. And then he, or he moves to Germany for school. And then he's supposed to come back, but then he doesn't come back. And then he goes to Brazil and then he comes back and then he leaves again. And then, you know, <laughs> the whole time we're like, do we start a new thing or do we just move on? Like, do I sing everything and play guitar too? I don't know. Like, what what do we do? And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's years of trying to get people to just be serious or people want to be serious. And like you say, you know, you meet them in college or something and then they they're somewhere else or they have a job opportunity and it's not always, you know, uh like you take it uh, personally or anything like that, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard for people. I think musicians in particular oftentimes are like the type of people where 
you can you can make these i think artists in general like you can make something worthwhile but then it's hard to like get every other part of your life in order whereas this band's really nice because basically everybody in the group has their life in order and they have the ability to do that artistic thing as well and they want to so you kind of you have to have some patience with it too is um you know a lot of the things we work on it takes some time to uh you know the whole recording process and gearing up towards a release and everything so uh yeah yeah just having that patience um, important. right and i i think something that is interesting is that both of you say that you do some production and stuff obviously as a diy band sometimes that's the only option is to learn how to do it um but you know what's that feel like as far as like a creative freedom to not necessarily have to pass it off to somebody else to mix or to you know hey maybe we need to change this when you have that full control um is i imagine it's probably a double-edged sword right like it's great because i'm the only one touching it but at the same time now it's my baby and nobody else is gonna fucking touch it right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think uh oh go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Uh, for me, like with the last group I was in, I, I didn't have a lot of other buddies at the time that were into production. Um, so it really was like you're saying, it's like this is my show and I'll ask the band what they want to do, but half the time they can't they literally can't even hear like the difference when I A B something because it's so minute. <laughs> and um with this group it's cool because adam and i are both in like urm we both have that background from very different places like i basically was self-taught for like 10 years and then started taking lessons and whatnot um um i think we we bring different things to the table and also we have like especially adam's got connections with other people that have been able to give us feedback that also do this for a living like full-time um and I, I, it's like you said, I think we're trying to capitalize on the benefits of both directions. Like we control it, but also there's other people who can tell us, like check our BS and basically be like, oh, this maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or I have this idea and we're like, oh, we didn't think of that. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we're handling it well, but it is definitely like, and I know for me in particular, this other band that I've been working with, I, we've been on hold on my end for a basically since I started like or joined like mosaic um, because I'm that perfection guy that doesn't want to, you know, start competing with everybody else. And now it's like, I don't want to turn something out that <laughs> isn't, isn't perfect, but. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Adam? You were starting to say something. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of touching on what Matt was saying, like, it's definitely super nice for me to get more, uh, I guess you could say like technical feedback because Matt, you know, has similar experience. Um, he gives me notes that make sense. Right. <laughs> and I'm not trying to rip on the other guys or something, but, uh, but no, it's super nice. And, um, you know, things that come up, like I don't, I don't have time to, uh, edit some guitars or something on our release, you know, he'll do it and, rip it out. And, um, you know, I think the idea is to kind of collaborate more with that part going forward as well. And then also, um, you know, having those outside ears to, uh, trust as well. Like we actually, so we do everything ourselves other than the mastering, uh, we've been sending out to, um, 
drew from the permanent ban unwell. Yeah. Um, so that's been really nice to have that, you know, kind of final um, stamp of approval um, from an outsider. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk a little bit about kind of building that trust circle and that that support circle that, you know, I think it's super important. A lot of people assume it's always your family and that's not always the case because they're going to tell you everything you do is great. Um, you know, finding those real people typically within the music industry or the, the local scene that you can say, hey, can you check what we've been doing? You know, like, are we on the right path or whatever? Like, how important has that been to you guys' kind of development? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been huge. Um, I, I will say, Matt mentioned URM. Uh, it's Unstoppable Recording Machine. Um, it's kind of a uh, um, what would you call it, Matt? It's like a, a group. Yeah, it's like an online like subscription based platform where you spend you know X number of dollars per month depending on what services you get, and then once a month you get so many like maybe two or three mixes that they'll send from um people who are in the industry actually making albums that people listen to like big time yeah. stuff uh, but it tends to be like rock and metal so it's it's even more niche to what we do than like you know you're not going to hear like a taylor swift breakdown or something like that but um it's run by joey sturgis and joel wanasek and um al levy some guys that do big albums for for this genre and um yeah it's, it's cool because you you get the community aspect so there's like chapters in michigan like almost like a fraternity type thing where you can meet up and and talk to people um and uh i just think you know to add to that adam's way better at this than i have been in the past um i'm trying to to add to my list of contacts as well but i feel like he's really good at having like making friends at shows and things like that. And any, anything that we do, we try to like find people that do something well and then make a relationship with them now and, and network that way. And um, definitely like for gigs, that's been huge. Like we're basically getting invited to almost all of our shows now um, just because we're making friends with people. Um, we're, we're looking at maybe yeah. doing some small tours with people, um, just local stuff and um you know, even like who we get our merch designs from and things like that. It's just like, we're, we're really, I, I think Adam's doing an excellent job at like picking who we work with that gets us where we want to go, but also, um, you know, we'd be more than happy to like fill in at somebody else's gig or, or open for a bigger band or anything like that too. So. Definitely. I mean, I've heard it before. It's like um, the music industry is just all relationships and, uh, I think our band's been a great example of that is, uh, yeah, pretty much everything is, is been relationships of ours. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I've done music journalism for like 17 years now. Um, and so hope the, you know, PR connect that you guys have, uh, I actually interviewed her for her band like two years ago and oh, that's really? how she and I connected. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I do PR for other bands. Like, would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, like, let's start networking more. Um, so, you know, just like you said, it's it's all about making those connections and friendships because, again, 17 years in, in this side of the industry, 
is not super simple. Um, you know, I'm not writing for Rolling Stone or somebody like that. So to have the connections that I'm, I'm able to connect with, um, you guys mentioned Silverstein, uh, Shane's been on the, the show with me before. So, you know, I've interviewed the Wonder Years back at Warp Tour and stuff like that. So making all those cool connections is how you end up taking that next step. And I think it's important for people that are maybe on the early stages of, of the band or industry to really take that into consideration because you never know who the next person to blow up is going to be. And if you're the one that's tight with them and you've, you know, constantly helped them out, they're going to pull the people. Did I lose you? Oh, got a little break up there, but you're back. Yeah, sorry, cut out for a second. <laughs> All good. Um, so yeah, you know, making that connection so that when they take that next step, they can pull you along. Right. Um, with you guys, and you know, like you said, you're you're networking within the local scene and and stuff like that. Um, in your area, like, who are some of the bands that you guys are are really tight with and are trying to build kind of that core? tour model, if you will. Um, well, uh, one band uh, we just played with that we've been talking to a little bit about um, possible tours is uh, Rosemont. And um, there's another band related, Kept on Hold. Kind of some of the same guys are in both of those bands. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be one. Um, um, and uh, I don't know, Matt, do you want to add on to that? Or yeah, I think we we just met them, and uh, they're pretty cool dudes. Like we, I tried to connect with them after the the last show. Uh, took one for the team. Got home at two thirty on a Monday. You know, got to do the next morning too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But uh, no, we they're super cool guys, and um, definitely we're trying to work with them. I know actually the the andrew's the guy that is kind of the front man of kept on hold and he's also got a studio so again like making connections with um another producer as well but um uh we had rosemont we're we're pretty tight with a band called candor um yeah. that i don't know that they'd be doing any tours but they're they're local guys that are, are played a couple shows with us yeah, um like we're awesome guys. yeah we're um, about to play with Spirit Breaker, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So we're trying to get we weasel our way into the bigger boys, but um, yeah. uh, and they they may or may not um, work with us on a couple things afterward. Um, that I can't divulge, but yeah. But who else? Like uh, our, you know, um, unwell. Um, I mentioned yeah. their bassist masters our stuff. He's actually another connection of mine through uh, that URM program. Um, and, you know, he's gotten us on a show with them and, um, you know, ho hopefully we'll be playing with them some more in the future. Uh, those guys are really blowing up right now. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, just kind of to touch on that again, like not only do we want people who have similar interests as us, I know there's a couple other pop punk groups that are just starting up right now that I know through, they're like friends of, uh, some of the guys we just mentioned um, looking for people that are similar interests, but also people like, like Adam said, where it's like multiple faceted relationships. So like, 
Drew from Kept or uh, Unwell is a great example. Um, kind of the whole deal with Kept on Hold uh, is another one. And then like we get our merch designs from the bass player from We Came as Romans. So it's like always trying to connect everything. Because um, like you said, you never know who's going to blow up, what's going to happen. Most of these guys are all really cool people and they get what we're trying to do because they're similar. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, go ahead, Adam. Yeah. One other thing I was going to add on is um, I've personally felt like the scene kind of since the pandemic has been incredibly, I don't know, just more like more supportive than I've ever seen it personally. Yeah. You know, haven't gone to shows for a long time. It's like, there's not as much of that, like, competitiveness and uh you know people talking shit about each other's bands you know that kind of thing um yeah everyone's been super supportive and you know it's just you're all there to do the same thing and have a good time so um that's been really great yeah i i think the not that we want to say anything good came out of covid necessarily but (laughs) that is something that does seem like a a good thing that's come out of covid is I think everybody kind of realized that instead of trying to hold others down so that they could get ahead, like this could fucking go away. Like the music industry was literally stopped for two years and nobody could do anything. So it's like, why waste your energy holding somebody else back when you may not have it tomorrow either? Definitely. Yeah, like I said, last time I was in a pop punk band, people were like, would fist fight for no reason, you know? Like, you'd be like, that guy's in a pop punk band, we're fighting now. And now it's like, everybody's kumbaya, wants to help you win, you know? Yeah. And that that is a really nice change of pace, for sure. Yeah, it it used to be like the the Anchorman fight scene, right? All the different (laughs) news channels are just bad at it. for no reason just because they do the news yep um that's the most ridiculous analogy i could have made but i love it so being diy let's talk a little bit about you know building that network and like booking shows and things like that like when you are in the position that you're in the business aspect comes in just as much if not more than playing music, right? Like people don't understand what the back end of a band really looks like. What's that been like for you guys as far as trying to get booked on shows or, you know, uh, the merch designs, that sort of stuff, like lining the business up? I'll leave that to Adam. He does like 90% of it. (laughs) Well, okay. So Matt does the booking too. Uh, so we're fortunate we're both kind of grinding on the on the booking stuff, you know, shooting off emails. And as Matt mentioned earlier, um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, other bands will book a show and have something coming up, um, which has been great. Um, as for, uh, I guess, more of the business stuff, um, we got in on uh, merch really early, like within... I guess a couple months of like being an actual band. Uh, and that's been huge. Like that's like the only money maker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like mer- merch is like zero or a hundred. Like you either don't do merch and makes it nothing or you do merch and you make money enough to do yeah. something, you know? 
Yeah, because a lot of times that you know at the shows um, you play for you know this kind of genre, um, you make some gas money at the end of the night, you know. So maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, unless We've been play, paid like three bucks before. <laughs> but uh but the merch kind of makes up for that right so yeah um yeah that's been really nice and it's it's been something we've uh you know we start out with one shirt and um it's kind of crazy how i think we had like one maybe two singles out at that point and we sold out of you know all our shirts within a month or two so that was kind of like the confirmation we needed like right okay let's let's go let's get some more designs going and um yeah if nothing else you're a t-shirt company right like worst case scenario (laughs) we'll just keep designing merch and (laughs) just do what we gotta do um no i think you know that's a a point that i've tried to put for a long time is people really don't understand like especially when it's little club shows things like that like you're not necessarily getting a guarantee there's no fee for a lot of bands so you buy a shirt and giving them if it's a $19 shirt $20 bill and let them have the extra dollar sometimes that's all you get (laughs) right yep definitely so um let's circle back let's let's jump back into uh perseverance it's coming out um, it'll actually be out about a this will go out about a week after the album drops. So with that in mind, if there's anything you're not allowed to say, but it'll be you know <laughs> known at that point, feel free. Um, but kind of what's the overall message? I, I hate using the whole like, Tell me about this song thing because I don't want to take it away from fans. Like I want the songs to mean what they mean to them. But is there like an overall theme to you guys on this? Is it, you know, more of a like a concept album to you, or is it just here's our showcase, this is what we're capable of, and we want to get out and play shows? Yeah, I mean, lyrically at least, um <clears throat> COVID, I mean, I guess you could say this is a good thing from COVID. Um good for for art bad for matt but um basically the whole album's about um with a few exceptions because like i said we did have a collaborative lyrical writing um most of it's about relationships and things like that uh for me in particular i had a pretty bad one right before covid hit um so it's kind of like bad breakup a little bit of health issues covid like each month that goes by like February, March, April, bang, bang, bang. And, um, definitely had a lot of ammunition after that, that all went into this, um, which was awesome when it was done. (laughs) But, uh, um, yeah, I think that the overall message is there's a lot of breakup songs. There's a lot of like, I, we did try to put things in there about both sides of, you know, like when things are good about this and when they're bad, I definitely didn't want to write like the classic, like I hate you or I love you song. It was kind of a little more complicated than that. Um, and then, uh, you know, the album's called Perseverance. We have the the single out already. It's uh, the underlying uh, factor, I guess, is like getting through like just rough stuff. And um, 
with perseverance in particular, again, there's, there's, if people really listen to some of the stuff we wrote, it's, it's like, it's not so simple as it sounds. It's not like you can do it. It's all good. It's like, I don't want to do it, but like, I don't have a choice, you know? And so it's, it's, I think it'll be something that might interest people just for a quick listen, but also if they want to get into it, there'll be meat there for them to, to dissect a little bit. What about for you, Adam? How do you feel about, you know, obviously, I guess maybe the flip side of that is most of this you said was written pre-lyric. So when you were writing these songs, were you kind of like a cinematic, you know what I mean? Like in your head, did you have kind of this cinematic feel for what you want the album to progress? Or was it just, hey, we've got this idea, let's lay it down? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say... Um... It was as planned out from the start. When I kind of started writing, it was more just to, I would say, just get a lot of emotions out for me. Um, you know, just kind of a cathartic thing. Yeah. Um, and probably it was like maybe two demos into it where I was like, okay, this is this is going to be a project, and. Um, I guess I would say um, I don't know. I tried to um, kind of create like a good kind of eclectic palette of you know what I'm really interested in. Like there's some kind of post-rocky kind of stuff in there that you might not typically hear in your classic pop punk kind of stuff. Um, there's obviously there's some heavy breakdowns in there from kind of the metalcore angle um so i think uh kind of instrumentally there's as matt said just a lot to really dig into a lot of different um aspects to the sound um that i hope people enjoy yeah yeah one one thing real quick i wanted to, to add after what adam said was i remember we were going through early revisions of things and and adam and some of the guys were like we really are into uh oh now i'm gonna blank on it um who did white pony Oh, Deftones. Deftones. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we love Deftones. And I'm like, I know them, but I don't really know them. So I'm like, I'm like downloading White Pony and like listening to that and then trying new stuff. And then some of, of what, you know, cause I had my thing before that, that wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. um, some of kind of me listening to that, I think did influence some of the more quiet subdued things that, that got on there. And, and that was definitely cool for, I'm always at this point looking for, Cause I've been doing like, I grew up on like Devil Wars Prada and like Lincoln Park type stuff. And it's like yeah. anything different I can add now is, is cool. And, and definitely Adam and the guys had some ideas that, that really were, I would not have gone for on my own that I'm glad we did. So. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the interesting thing, you know, obviously depending on, on the listener's age, uh, Deftones may not be, a band that they, they know or anything and white right. pony especially being as iconic of an album as it is uh there's a ton of people that just don't know it and i think the interesting thing that they do like you just said is kind of let the the silence or the lulls speak the volume as well it's not just constantly in your face like there's so much depth to their sound it's you sit there and you're like almost like building that anticipation for what's going to come up 
and then they hit you with it and you're like oh that was worth it uh, let's let's keep this going definitely um for you guys this is going to be my my little kind of fun question for the album release obviously we hope that people have already checked it out uh prior to listening to this but if not um as a single um but for you guys specifically what song would you say is the like showcase song for you like it means the most i lost you for a second didn't i yeah i heard about i, I heard part of it popped up like as i ended it popped up and was like yeah. hey your connection's <laughs> unstable fuck off uh <laughs> so <laughs> Like, obviously, Perseverance being the title track, that was one that was important to get out. But for you guys individually, what's kind of the song that if you were to say on this album, Lake Mosaic is, and then this is the song that really defines who you are? That's a good one, man. I have two that come to mind, but I wonder if Adam's got one. <laughs> he can I mean, sway you can my throw decision. Out two, it's fine. I guess for me, like when, like I said, when I joined the band, I scrolled through a list of like ten or twelve songs, and not definitely I appreciate all the stuff that that Adam wrote, and 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 most of it is in the album, like as it was. So it's it's not like uh, I didn't like it, but when I heard the instrumental for What's Left of Me, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like do this for real, and like actually make them want me to be in the band, <laughs> and. Uh, that that demo came out for me like i ripped out my audition so to speak and like like wrote it and recorded it in like three hours and so for me that song will always be um probably just like the most primal like first inclination of what the band was um, that being said, we have one coming out that um, will hopefully have been released by now called uh, Wasted Love that was the last one for us to finish. Um, that there's just something about that one, especially playing it live, that uh, it's got a little bit of everything. I think it's got the subdued parts like we talked about. The um, There's like a bridge part that's a little emotional in a kind of more positive way and then there's like a gnarly breakdown at the end and it's just like fun for the whole family you know what i mean so, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah i would say uh breaking free would be one for me uh we've got a music video coming out for that one on the 25th of february okay um that it's just like a very like high energy riffy you know it's really fun to play on guitar and uh People seem to like that one a lot live too. It's just, yeah, just energy the entire song, the all yeah. the way through. Cool breakdown and everything. Um, and then the other one is I just love perseverance. I mean, I know it's already out, but um, it's just got a really uplifting message and another really fun one to play live. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that it's the lead single, right? Like. Right. It's not just, oh, it's the title track, so we have to put it out. Like, that was a conscious decision to make that a, a lead single. Definitely. Um, 
so obviously we, we kind of touched on it at the beginning. The ultimate goal, obviously, everybody wants millions of dollars. But uh, <laughs> let's say perfect world 2022. What's this year kind of look like for you? Your hopes kind of what you um, throughout the course of this this year? Well, we uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. We've already started uh, working on new material. Um, so I think we're all really excited um, to, you know, for, for the next stuff too. And um, hopefully another release within 2022 would be really awesome. Um, we've had some talks about maybe doing a small tour um, just in the Midwest. So it's definitely a possibility and uh, you know, definitely a goal for me, so. Yeah, I think uh, for me, like Adam said, those are the two big things. Um, we we see with some of the other bands we're friends with uh, the effectiveness and importance of putting music videos out too. So I think we're we're shooting to you know if money is right, then we're going to try to do some more of that. Um, but uh, for me, it's always been like I'd like to get to a point in a band, and that doesn't have to happen this year. But I mean the way things are going it's possible by the end um it'd be nice to be able to like affect you know be able to confidently play like two shows a month or more that are you know getting close to maxing out small venues i think would be fun even if it's with the help of another band um you know depending on how our our album release show goes that could be the first time we get close to that um so I just think doing that would be, even if we never got beyond that, that was always kind of my, my realistic goal for actually being in the band and kind of getting to that point. So, yeah. See, and I'm, I'm glad that you say the live side of that versus setting a streaming goal, you know, like a million streams. So you guys can attest to this streaming is bullshit as far as pay is concerned <laughs> or anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's cool to, to brag about, but off that and not that you're playing shows simply to make money but like to me you could have a million streams but if nobody shows up when you play a show then what the fuck was the point like it doesn't matter anymore yeah i agree yeah. yep i would to me honestly like personally the show is the point of the band um if i wanted to release music in my basement like by myself i could do that but to be in a band with other people i mean obviously it's it's better to write i think in my opinion with other people um right. at least for me but playing the show is like when you actually feel like you're alive for a couple minutes you know what i mean so that's it's like that, that's where the hard work pays off you know yeah is when you see people like just you know digging what you're doing and um you know just giving you that energy back so yeah, I talk about the, the energy transfer all the time. Like it if nobody if you're not in a band, you don't know in, like what it's like when you step on stage, start playing some music and people are like resonating with it, starting to move, starting to yell back lyrics, things like that. Like there's no feeling on earth like that. No, it's it's like literally like being like when you're a kid and you want you're pretending like you're Godzilla. That's what it's like to scream on a stage and stop around in like a hardcore band. Like for real. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not a better thing. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's solid. Um, that's really everything I've got for you guys. Um, so 
kind of the standard outro here. Obviously, I'm going to link all the social medias and things like that, but tell people where they can find you guys. Like, what can they expect from you online? Um, best place to engage with you, because obviously you guys, I know from my side, you're pretty active on um, Instagram and, you know, reply to comments, things like that. But what can people expect? Where can they find you? And what do you want to tell them? Yeah, so um, we're on most social media platforms uh, as Lake Mosaic Band, uh, Facebook, Instagram. We have a TikTok now. Um, our main thing is definitely Instagram. So if you want to reach out, um, you know, we love chatting with fans. Just hit us up on Instagram. Um, as I mentioned, we have a music video coming out the 25th for Breaking Free. Um, so very excited about that. And uh, yeah, thank you for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully you guys do start, you know, some regional like Midwest tours. Um, if you get close to Indiana, you know, within about a three hour window of me, which includes Chicago, most of the big ones in Ohio, like Cincinnati, Columbus, all that, obviously Indianapolis, um, you know, let me know and, and we'll see if I can't get over, do some photography for you guys and just rock out. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I'll let you guys know when this goes live, and I'll uh, hit Hope up and tell her all the good stuff. Sounds great. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. And that was my conversation with Matt and Adam of the band Lake Mosaic. Um, again, huge shout-out to them for taking the time to do this. Uh, always appreciate it. Really looking forward to them getting out on tour, um, even if it's kind of the local regional type of tour because they're close enough to me that uh, there's a good potential that I'll be able to get over and see a show. So uh, stoked for that. I definitely, you know, encourage you guys again to check out this band. They're kind of flying under some people's radars right now. Um, and it's really just a matter of time before they pop off. The potential's nearly limitless for this uh, group of, of guys. And I think that most of you are going to at least latch on to one or two songs off this new album called Perseverance. Um, and yeah, you know, just show some love, right? You know, that's what You Make the Scene has always been about is kind of this community and um, trying to support and encourage as many people as we possibly can through the various scenes and industry, you know, genres, things like that. Um, and yeah, this is one of those bands. They're at a very, very early stage of uh, kind of mainstream potential. So um, hopefully this is, is the jump off for them. As always, all of their social medias are linked in the website and the description of this podcast, um, so make sure you go over, give them a like, a share, subscribe, follow, whatever, um, and you know, just let them know that you checked them out, what songs you're digging, uh, where you're from, so that they know like when tours do start happening for them a little bigger or a little further, uh, where they need to go. Um, and yeah, you know, I think you guys are probably tired of me saying to put people on your radar, but 
um, I think they should be on your radar. I think you need to keep an eye on them and see where this really uh, kind of starts developing and where they can go from here. Um, and that's everything, guys. That's everything for this week. Uh, as always, I would appreciate you guys liking our Facebook page, our Instagram, um, following our Instagram technically, uh, <laughs> and then wherever you stream this podcast, give us a like, a share, subscribe, um, give us a rating. That's super cool. That's a new thing that like Spotify is doing as well, where um, it may not seem like much to you guys, but for me on the creative side and things like that, it does help my analytics and um, kind of where I show up in search features and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I would appreciate it, you know, and it's absolutely free for you to give a rating or a review, and it can really be pretty impactful. So, that's everything, guys. Keep an eye out, too. Uh, shows are starting back up where I'm at, and, you know, I'm starting to try to plan some stuff. I'm feeling healthy enough to get back out there in some capacity. Um, so I've got a show, literally, uh, the night that this episode goes live, um, that I'm going to be doing some photography at and things like that. But, um, you know... You'll see posts on Facebook and Instagram regarding all of that as well. And that's everything. So, as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.